Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, Ometeo, Tonansi, Tonato. Lasas La Natives Podcast. What is cracking, y'all? Thank you for all the early birds yes. joining us. Um, this is a really good episode right here. Well, this brother right here that we're gonna have on, I'm trying to adjust my camera so that you know people on IG can see what I'm doing for a little bit. Anyways, um my brother Michlapili is probably one of the most organized individuals that I've ever met. And so he's put together many things in in the in the span of years that I've known him that are beyond impressive. I mean, the Mexica New Year of the Bay Area alone is a, a colossal event. It's it's the last time he hired us as El Vu to go play at this event, there was over, I want to say over 300 vendors there. All awesome, awesome things like shirts, rattles, the Danzante uniforms, feathers. I mean, if he were to replicate a Tianguis of back in the day, it would be that. And this brother did it. And he did it by, you know, hard work. The hard work that, that um, is, is very apparent at, um, at his level. Well, you, you know, you've, you always spoke highly of him. Uh-huh. And since day one, he was actually a guest we always wanted to get on. Yeah. We've invited him to events. Remember the... The, the Superman event. The Superman event. All right. the, all the, and he actually inquired about the Superman event. But, you know, the catch one is very difficult to deal with and when it comes to things like that. And um, and I was actually so excited when I saw pictures of Superman rocking his gear. Yeah. The, the fact that he made that connection with Superman just got Superman farther. Because I don't think... I mean, I'm sure he's played in the Bay Area. But, I mean, we're, we're exposing our our indigenous culture to people who didn't feel like we would reach out to them like that we are just like this you know mix of you know spanish-speaking people that don't recognize their indigeneity when there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people hundreds of thousands millions of us that understand our indigeneity and this brother's business practices, what he does on his off time, how he runs his life is inspiring. And I thought that it would be a great conversation to have with him. So, um, can I ask you, how, how did you end up meeting him? He booked us, um, he booked us for a show as a Vu about, I want to say like, 17 years ago something like that wow and always kept contact always believed in us always gave us respect that was like 
like he he always treated us like we were signed artists. Yeah. He never treated us like underground artists. He treated us like, whoa, these guys are the dopest hip hop artists. And and we just appreciated that. Well, you know, there's this that saying real recognizes real. Yeah. And I'm sure that goes right into the relate the relationship you guys have. Yeah. Definitely. It it for me it took a little bit to see it. Because I know you're very picky on who you perform for. Yeah. Well, we weren't per- at that time we didn't have to perform for anything and everyone. You know what I mean? We we were very selective about what we were doing as a group. Um and you know, meeting him really, really taught me a lot. Cause he put together workshops up there with, you know, maestros from you know, Osoloquat, um, Akamapishli, all these, all these maestros that, that really influenced um, my writings because I got information from them. And then one time, I think I went down there to buy a shirt or something. Some I had to do something, and I went to his danza circle. Wow. And, man, that thing was the most organized. I mean, I'm hyping him up, but that's how impressed I was. I was and like, so pre- I've seen danza circles, and, and not to to rag on everybody but the it just seemed like everybody was sinking in, in the right place at the right time and those that even looked like they barely were learning the other one next to him seemed like it, he knew more and so it, it just gave that other person more confidence to hit the step or, or to learn so the step, so, so did you meet him before releasing more elvu projects because if that was the case he probably influenced you on the content that you were writing Oh, he definitely, just by observing the way he did things as a community, how firm he was when he spoke to you, it, 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 I mean, it just oozes Mexica, yeah. oozes, oozes, oozes ancient Aztec rooted in that. And it's just a pleasure to, to be able to just share things with him, with our community because all of our community can learn from each other. This brother has a lot to, to give. Not only not only in in his Dutchly uh, wear, but this brother is very proficient in Mexica culture. He knows what he's selling. He knows what the symbols are. He he's 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 one of somebody that I kind of look up to in terms of like business and and everything else. You know his so organization. He, so so to me, he bleeds leadership. Yes. If 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 I were to give an example of a leader, he would be that. I know he'll probably say, nah, not really, but he he has that ability to be firm and direct and and things are clear. And staying consistent. Yes. Mainly consistency because there's a lot of work that he does. He does it, I'm making it sound easy, but his the level of work that he does is a lot. I mean to put together that humongous Mexica New Year before COVID hit and to have the oh, I forgot their uh, I forgot the names of the in natives that wrap their legs. He'll he'll tell us. I yeah. forgot. Um but spe- yeah. speaking on consistency, uh I want to shout out Mananani Superfoods for holding it down with these open mics, man. It just seems like the more we get into it, more people come out and support. Yes. It's been consistent on our end. Um, this week we're gonna have to postpone it because of the, the you know, we don't want to mix with people's plans of, you know, celebrating Thanksgiving and all that stuff. But um, we'll get back to the 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 open mics because it was scheduled to be this Friday, but this Friday we're gonna be out of town, and so 
um much respect to all the patrons that thanks, come in yeah, thanks buy the drinks buy the food support listen to the artists and especially being an open mic man it's just it's nerve-wracking for these people especially if they're touching the mic for the first time ever yeah well we've seen a lot i mean last last open mic oh my god it turned out to be like a rap concert because structure got on the mic shout out to structure shout out to uh uh soul sonic soul i think his name is and yeah he was just they were both battling the crowd and each other on a freestyle like real vintage freestyling like just raw, off the top raw, of the head raw underground hip-hop absolutely so you know shout out to those brothers who really liven up the 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 open mic and you know to all the la natives community out there that hasn't been able to go i mean um follow us on instagram we have all the information up there you know shout out to taco sin karma that was at the shop today absolutely you know getting rid of the pozole and the tamales and you know the thing that we're trying to do with the malinali superfoods is create a community a community that respects each other and 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 respects what we're selling you know we're not just selling cheap i'm not buying from a cheap distributor to sell to you high i'm i'm just get sourcing good ingredients and giving my people the best possibly quality food and and to all the LA natives that have gone there, thank you so much for supporting us so far. And, you know, speaking of the events that you're hosting there, what what amazes me is that Trust Zero, like I throw a lot of events, I organize events, I go to a lot of events, and a lot of people fake and they're, and they're fronting. Mm -hmm. At your event, you could be absolutely yourself. Yes. Yeah. And everybody's accepting of everyone. Like, Absolutely. remember that one kid that did the club song? And, yep. you know, you after that, you had somebody spitting about indigenous people. But the person from indigenous side didn't look down at that dude. He kind of just said, hey, that was a cool song, whatever. And that's, I think that's the definition of sovereignty is to be able to accept people for how they are. Because they're going to accept you how you are. So that's a sovereign state of mind. It doesn't have to be co-opted by one group or one genre or one anything sovereignty is what we seek that's why the quetzal bird was so revered to us according to masatin is that that bird was revered to us because if you captured it it died so how do you how do you harvest feathers from from a a bird that you can't keep in captivity you have to catch and release yeah so you have to be delicate with that bird and it can't be savage version. You can't. You, your point is to get the bird without hurting it, so it can grow more lead, more feathers, right? And and the that symbol of sovereignty is what I consider people's opinions, and you know when it's coming from themselves, right? So, so um, before I think we I got on a tangent, right there. You know, before we get into this amazing interview, um. You know, I spoke to you a couple of days ago regarding a lot of our fans and people from the outside looking in asking us to cover certain topics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that just it it hits me hard because people actually look to us to talk about other native issues. I didn't know it was going to get to that point. Zero. Well, so what's your message to all these fans and activists and people who are, um, you know, fighting for this cause or that cause and they're hitting us up. Because as you know, you know, we try to dedicate, you know, one artist per week. But, 
you know, we were thinking like we should incorporate these guests, maybe give them a couple minutes to speak on their issues, right? Zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we were trying to because there's so many, you know, and we need to create segments. I think uh, segments and be fair to whoever's presenting whatever they're presenting in that way, but also to to be prepared for those that are in doing that type of work, not to belittle the work or not to say that that work isn't progressive. But what I'm trying to say is that you have to be aware of other people's opinions of it, you know, because not everybody's going to be in agreement, kind of like the displacers episode. There's some hardcore Dodger fans that are connected with, you know, some emotional connection to it. Like, oh, I used to watch the Dodgers with my dad and my dad no longer is here. You know, so those are the issues that we need to kind of learn to be delicate and move forward. Now, when it comes to corporations taking advantage of communities, that's obviously should be um, addressed. But I think it should be addressed more than just communicating to people. It should be addressed in 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 different ways, because then the attack comes from different angles. Right. It's not just get it on the show and voice it out. Right. You know, it's more like get it on the show because we're trying to organize these people over here, you know, and then when you get there, you do another plan to do organization over there and so on and so forth. But it has to have like a footstep to it. And that's what I mean. Like not everybody's issue is going to be frontlined. Like even the displacers contacted us a while ago that, that, that event happened a while ago, but due to our schedule, due to our commitments, due to our framework right now, um, we have to take everything and and not disrespect because they got their time. This place right. just got their time and they waited and they promoted and they did everything they needed to do on their side. And shout out to them because that was informative. And it was an honor for me to find out that she was patiently waiting the whole team. Yeah. They wanted to get on immediately. Yeah. And, you know, that just goes to show the hard work that we've been putting in and people actually look upon us to get the message out yeah well it's not easy to to and the displacers it that's a good topic to cover that's a that's good it's uh, right up our alley it's right up our alley so i would think guys you know your issue is not everyone's issue right but we have to learn to make it palatable so that it is people's issue especially when it comes to dangerous corporations taking advantage of this or misinformed communities i mean they'll pass that through you but it can't just be like look let's point it all out like it's kind of like pointing out the the u.s government they're bad yeah okay they're bad but what are we gonna do about it what is our responsibility what's our next step the first step was to point it out the second step is to do something about it what does that mean does it mean to take away or take down the corporation or does it mean to inform other people create alternatives create communities create um, extended communities so that your voice can be heard and it's backed with the financial backing those type of strategies it's not just we're poor and they're going to listen to us because we already know that that doesn't work they actually you actually telling them what you want they look at you and they go okay there are all the poor people right there they're right there see them but if you have a counteraction to it, right, it's, it's kind of like the, the movement and, I'm, and I'm, I'm relating it to everybody's issue. I recently did some uh, uh, um, research on, on uh, 
China during the during the pandemic when China was happening. And they had a movement called Be Water that was based off of Bruce Lee's explanation of water. Wow. Right? And they based their whole protest movement off of Be Water. Why Be Water? Because if you pour water into a cup, it becomes a cup. Then you pour that cup into a pot and it becomes the pot. So the strategy was to get to one area, airdrop everybody the information to go to another area because the cops are already locking down this area. So it's be water movement. You, we have to switch the protest or the information into becoming the cup, becoming the pot. You know, adapting to the situations because I'll tell you, rich elites sit back and laugh at us. Yep. And they go, eh, nothing's going to happen. They're still going to go to the bar. They're still going to go buy the tickets to the game. Who cares if you, if you ran onto the field? But for us, it brought a whole new education to people who didn't know about that. Yep. I didn't know about that. You didn't know about that. And everyone. Well, I knew about watches. it, but I just didn't know how to bring it out in the sense. Right, that, right. Like, well, the same here. Same yeah, here. Yeah. You know? I so, mean, so that being said, you know, let's go ahead and uh, add those things in Absolutely. Aho, my brother. How you doing? Hold on for one second. Uh, all right. Can you hear me? How you doing, brother? Yes. Here we go. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Thank you for the for the invitation. Zero. Yeah. No. I'll do. I think that that people really need to have need to see the conversation uh, and and really meet who you mm. are because. I think people aspire to be a business owner, a CEO, someone that, that owns things, right? But don't know how to manage them. And I was a prime example of that. But I've since I've met you, I've never seen you mismanage things. Like you were really on top. Of course, things happen. Of course, things fall through the cracks. But how much attention you paid to every single detail was impressive and that's the mark of a good ceo somebody that that, that can rival somebody in those levels right of, absolutely of, of commerce so, but i thought that the community of valley natives las taslan um would benefit with a conversation with you brother right on brother no but so much love to all the relatives in uh in uh, las taslan absolutely so um if you don't mind can you give us a quick intro Introduction. Yeah, sure, sure, definitely. Este, um, my name is Yeitoshli um, Mitlalpili, uh, born and raised here in San Jose, California. Um, <clears throat> I have a Calpuli here, Calpuli Tonaleque, here in San Jose. We founded it in 2004. I started Danza back in 1993. A little bit after uh, 1992, there was a big... Um, you know, a big, a uh, lot of protests going on, you know what I mean? Around the 500 year celebration of the, um, they were trying to do a reenactment of the arrival of Christopher Columbus here in San Francisco. And me being like, you know, new in college and a bunch of friends said, hey man, we're gonna go protesting this over here. I was like, all right, cool, let's go check it out. And so when I was there, seeing all thousands of people out there protesting, seeing my people, it made me really question history, you know? I mean, mm. I've always learned in the mainstream education system, you know, but then, being part of that and, and living it, you know, made me open my eyes and start questioning a lot of things and started to know that the narrative we've been learning all this time is like false, you know what I mean? It's just a big facade, you know, mm. it's a big sideshow. In reality, 
you know, we're being neglected, our culture. And so like a little bit after that, I, I seen Danza Azteca. Actually, I had seen Danza Azteca already, you know, and so I knew it was something I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to connect um, when I first seen it. But then in about 1993 is when I found some dancers and I've been dancing ever since, you know, so yeah. And then uh, I back in, uh, I don't know what year, I've always just uh, made necklaces, you know, like around the same time I made myself a necklace. There was the, uh, <clears throat> it was like uh, when Spike Lee had that movie. What was it? Uh, Malcolm X, right? Is it was the Spike Lee's movie? Or, or do and, the uh, right thing, right? Or do the right thing when they were the wearing right the. Yeah, a lot of the brothers yeah. were were wearing a medallion with that with the with the continent of Africa on. Right, right. right. Had that little pads on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like, man, I need something to represent me, and so I made a little necklace out of leather with the symbol of the Shimali of the shield. And I was rocking it around campus and I was like, all right, this is who I am. You know, as they're really not knowing anything. And then all of a sudden somebody hit me up and said, hey, man, where'd you get that necklace? I said, well, I made it, you know. And after like the second or third person that hit me up, I was like, man, maybe I should make a couple more of these, you know, and wow. make them available to the people and just started like that. And so wow. I always did it on the side just as, you know, just to help, you know, whatever, get to different conferences, metro conferences or whatever, different events and just to, you know, network and socialize with people. And so... And after that, it just it was always just something I did on the side, but I just decided three years ago to go full time, you know, and, and mm. start started, you know, Toshkiwear and going full time at it now, you know, to really dedicate my life to to these ways, you know. Really wow. Dope. Wow. So, you know, that put a big smile on my face, man. It's chilling. Just I'm to telling hear you, that. like when I when I'm when I first started meeting or, you know, meeting uh, Mikla Pili. It was, I think I met you personally when you did the workshops through Osoloquat. And I remember somehow, some way getting, um, I'm not sure if it was during the MySpace times or, or um, the Facebook times where you would announce these workshops and I would drive from wherever I was working to go do these workshops and I would meet and talk to you and see how the, how fluid everything was running, right? I still hadn't put together that you were still like, you're the danza leader or one of the danza leaders at the time. And so... I really just kind of just stood quiet and just like watched you and watched how you, you organize things, you know? And then when I went to the Danta Circle and I actually went to your Danta Circle and seeing how everything was running, I was like, whoa, this brother's on another level. This brother's on a really other level of organization and community because it's difficult to, to you know, to deal with the Kalpuli, right? You would agree? I mean, uh, like the maestro Selokoat says, you know, everybody is their own world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you that's can have what I mean. 100 dancers and you have 100 different worlds and 100 different problems and 100 different solutions. You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that was the most impressive thing for me is to see that organization. I just knew this brother had a lot of corazón because and it takes a lot of corazón to deal with so many worlds, right? I love how... You know, he's in the forefront of helping people spark interest to, you know, uh, to studying the past history, you know, tapping into your ancestry, mm -hmm. tapping into your knowledge of self. It's it's such an amazing thing to do. And, and only leaders could could develop. It's a responsibility, you know, stuff like that. What do you think? It's a it's a heavy responsibility. Don't you think? Michael? uh definitely it's a responsibility it's the you know it's also you know, it's a blessing as well you know it's mm. an honor it's a blessing you know and it's uh, 
can be fun too, you know. I mean, it's uh, how you say, like some people used to say when I used to live in the work, live work in the corporate world. I'm living the dream, you know. So, mm. yeah, creating that harmony within that circle. I mean, it just seemed like I never seen that. I mean, I I've seen other circles, and I'm not saying that they don't all function in that manner, but there was something special about Calpulito Naleke. Right. There was a few people that, that just stayed in my mind just because of who they are. It wasn't like they were singers or or poets or anything like that. They were just danzantes that I remembered. Right. And from your group or they came from your group and they probably still dance with you. But I mean, man, they left impressions. And that's the one thing that you will get when you speak to me, Clapili, have a privilege of dancing with the circle and all that stuff. And, and you know, there's a there's. A massive well let's get so you joined danza and then you started making necklaces and then you started making shirts and then created the toshli wear brand is yeah. that what happened something like that yeah in college during college yeah. time during college, college time and after college yeah yeah well after college that's probably when you mastered it right and you have a nice Cause I mean, when you go to his booth, Armando, it's like super organized. Like it's, I mean, it's like has its banners. It's, I mean, it's like a store, right? And it travels <laughs> wherever he goes and he posts up is exactly the same. And you know that coming from you, man, I, I can't wait to see it because I've seen some trashy ass booths, man. Yeah, <laughs> presentation is key. Yeah, and it, it's 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 something that that. So not only he taps into the indigenous Mexica movement. Um, but the presentation, yeah, right, yeah, is is there, yeah. So it just allows fans, especially the kids, people in their teens that are like kind of lost, to like instantly gravitate, mm -hmm. buying mm -hmm. his gear, buying the necklaces, and then as they look around, like you said, you know, it, it led up to something major, right, right. I mean, Mexica New Year. I mean, I, I remember going to. The first couple Mexica New Year's. When would when did they start, Miklapili? Your your Mexica New Year event that you do in in um in San Jose? Well, we're coming up on our twenty fourth anniversary since the 24th. first one here in San Jose. Yeah. I think I went to the fourth one. That's when I started going. Like the fourth mm -hmm. one. Because it was at a park and it was pretty big. It was starting to get big. Oh, you had us play. Remember when you had us play in the middle of the of the it was a big circle you did a the all the vendors were in a circle i don't remember what year that was and then we played in the middle of the circle yeah oh, god what year was that it was a while ago though definitely yeah i think you guys have been here a couple times already so yeah but it was in the first early ones and then i went back to the last the latest one that you invited us to and it was like man walking into tenochtitlan brother it was like <laughs> it went from a circle like a powwow circle they had vendors all the way around it to hundreds and hundreds of vendors, bro. It was like the whole entire. What did you take up like half of San Jose Park or what park was that in, in the last the last big, big one where the um, Voladores de, what are they called? Voladores del, del Tajin. Del Tajin. Yeah. When they, they yeah. wrap their, their, their leg on a rope and they, they, they free fall down the, the tree you know wow so we do that yeah so we the last one you went to brother was at emma Prush park which is a park that was donated by 
I guess, a rich family to the city of San Jose. So it's a community park there. But what's even more special about that park is is where it's located because it's located right on King and Story Road, which is like, este, you know, the heart of the east side of San Jose, where the majority of our community is here in San Jose. And back in the 70s, you know, King and Story Road was famous for, for low riding. You know, people, they actually uh -huh. have signs there that say no cruising zone. Um, because you know that's where low riding started. You know, low rider magazine actually started here in San Jose with Sunny Madrid. Um, you know, and so that whole scene started right there in that so, same that same crossroads right there, that same neighborhood. So, so that big Mexica New Year with thousands of thousands was like ten thousand people go to that thing. And I mean, it's like a lot of people like throughout the whole the whole. Is it three days? Right? It was three days that that event. Well, yeah, I mean, usually Friday we're just setting up, but Saturday and Sunday was most of the program. Yeah, so but like, I'm, I'm just trying to picture it. So like Zero, I'm sure you're familiar with the Beat Swami. Yeah. So it's similar to that. We're like like 10 times bigger than that. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's big, dude. It was huge. Like, like When I walk to each and every booth and artist, because you have people from Mexico City there. You have people from San Jose there. Like every, every, people were traveling from L.A. to there. I mean, it was huge. It was huge. Two-day event. Amazing vendors. Amazing, like, you know, trajes for danza, plumas, like the feathers for danza. It was one thing, one thing that we've always focused on, brother, is just the... It meets me, you know, when I first started danza, seeing danza, is that I went to my first ceremony. It was, I think, probably up in San Francisco. And it was indoors in, like, a school. And, like, it was, like... Kind of a mission to get there you know and like mm. the doors were closed and it was like that was my first one of my first impressions of danza was like it was it was indoors it was like hidden almost you know mm -hmm. and then i started going to other ceremonies and they would be at parks and i go man this is really beautiful you know and then but i noticed what one thing that really stood out of my mind is that there was always more dancers than there was people watching you mm. know and I was like, more of our people need to be out here watching. You know mm, what I mean? Mm. If there's 50 dancers, there should be 100 people watching. You know what I mean? How is this going to grow? Yeah. Our people need to know about this, you know? So that was kind of like a mission that I took on for myself and wanted to make sure at least our community has the opportunity to know that this exists. Because for 18 years of my life, I never knew it existed. Absolutely. We have the similar you know story. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't get to our culture. I didn't get to our culture till I was 18 as well. Like, like I didn't, I didn't know what anything was. There was no, and, and this is what's so beautiful about Mexica New Year is that people from, it's not like it's just the people from San Jose who, who, who go to this Mexica New Year. People start talking about this Mexica New Year a month in advance from Los Angeles. I'm going to the Mexica New Year in San Jose. It like you made it a destination, like, like. A destination that everybody met at, like the biggest powwow of the year on 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 the indigenous mesoamerican indigenous thing full market it, ha it it's hands down san jose the biggest one what the best organized and it's it's, it's attributed to this brother's organizational skills you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not only the Pochtecas, you know, it's the the Pochtecas, which are the merchants, which are the artists, but we've always intentionally invited other nations um, to participate. You know, like for example, we've worked now with the local Mawekma um, Ohlone tribe, which is the original tribe here from San Jose area. We've worked with the Pomo dancers. 
We've worked with Miwok dancers. We've had Zuni dancers from New Mexico. Uh, we've had the Voladores del Tajin, mm-hmm. uh, uh, popularly known as Voladores del Papantla. But the ones that we brought are from El Tajin. Mm-hmm. Este, we brought in, you know, Mayan community who speaks the Mayan language. We've worked with the Yaki. We brought in Yaki deer dancers. We brought in este, different danzas from Oaxaca, you know, powwow, quote-unquote powwow-style dancers. As the hoop dancers, and so we've always tried to bring the nations together. First of all, we want to make sure that the other nations know who we are as Mexica people, right? Because, mm. Wow! Know, because even for for a long time, participating in powwows, we've also been like second class citizens too, right? Oh, the Mexica dancers, let them dance at at the dinner break when everybody's eating. Okay, you guys can dance now, you know. So. Mm. We've always wanted to change that that paradigm with our native relatives, you know, and earning that respect and coming to some type of, uh, yeah, being being uh, at the same level, you know. And so that was always a big thing. And then also also showing other nations, native nations from Mexico, not only Azteca, but other nations, other other tribes, Huicholes, Yaquis, Tarumaras, you know, and always just that prophecy of the eagle and the condor, you know, bringing all our, our other people together from north to south, you know, into one circle, into one ceremony with one intention. Sounds like the Tona Mashiach. It sounds like the Tona Mashiach to me, all that consolidated wisdom mm-hmm. in one. In and one it's song. all based on that, brother, right? Because that's yeah. what we're doing, celebrating the Mexica New Year based on our, our Tona Lama, Tona Mashiach, you know, our new year, yeah. following our counts, getting our people to celebrate New Year's, not on January 1st or December 31st, but on march 12th you know absolutely uh, springtime, you know when everything is actually new yes talk Why a little bit more talk new, a, talk a little bit year, yeah talk, talk everything a, is dead you know yeah talk 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 about elaborate as much as you can with why you chose march 12th what i mean why we chose march 12th why are we following these counts like just as best as you can um for yeah, our sure. community to know that our culture our culture celebrates our new year or we recognize the new year in march because yeah i mean well number one it's in the springtime right the springtime is is when everything is actually new right we're calling the new year but everything needs to be new in the new year right this is when our mother earth starts to uh get green grass again after the rains you know things are becoming new again the 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 uh trees and the shrubs are getting their leaves back everything is coming back to life you know the birds are flying around you can see look at the mountains and the the grass is green you know Mm. and so the springtime is the time is when things are actually new again right so we're following those seasons number one number two march 12th is 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 one of the counts that has been presented by by our teachers and there's a number of different counts out there that people are following and for me you know what it's all good whatever works for you use it Mm. you know what i'm saying Mm. but the date that we've been working with is march 12th and this is based on also a how you say astronomical phenomenon which is the founding of mexico city is july 26th in july 26th in mexico city mexico tenochtitlan it falls on the day Olin movement. Mm. And on that day is is uh, is, is the, a zenith. What is a zenith? Is when the sun is directly over a specific place on earth. Mm. So there's an astronomical thing that's happening at that moment on that day. Mm. It's like 
an eclipse happens. Like when you look at the Apocalypto movie, the eclipse happens, everybody goes, ah, let's start <laughs> to start sacrificing or let's right. stop the sacrifices. No. Right. So similar to that, there's an astronomical event happening on that day, July 26th, every single year since the founding in 1325 till now, July 26th in Mexico City, there is a zenith when the sun is directly over the city of Mexico City, and there's no shadow. Mm. So that we are recording an astronomical event. We're not just making it up. We're mm. not saying the Virgin appeared and this is why we're doing it. No. You know, this is based on that count. And if you look at the center of our calendar, our Tonalama is a symbol Olin. Mm. You know, you know what? they say that symbol of Olin is also the shape of an eagle. Mm. You see this symbol that we have right here. Mm. This is the symbol of the founding of Mexico City, and that represents July 26, 1325, when there's a zenith in Mexico City. On that day is when our city of Mexico Tenochtitlan was formed. So based on that count, and if you count back the day, see, Bacli in the Veintena de Atlacahualco is on March 12th of every year. Wow, you know, I'm about to pass out right now, Zero, dude, because my birthday is on July 26th. Man, that's why you're part of Valley Natives. You know, it, it, it's all coming together for Powerful me. Day. It's yeah. actually all coming together for me. Wow. You're here for No, look at his face. Be. It's like jaws dropped. Like, what the fuck? It's that's what about. they call it. The Book of Destinies. No? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a breakdown. Reason. Dude, thank you so much for breaking that down, bro, on why you pick. Because obviously there is. And I'm uh, just scratching the surface, brother. You know, there's maestros that know way more than me. You know what I mean? Oh, and this, a lot of this information bro, comes from this, this, this info right Arturo here. Mesa Gutierrez yeah. In Mexico. Yo, yeah. yo, guys, this info, it just hit me, just smacked me right across my face, man. Because it's just... It's all adding up for me. Yeah. I you mean, know, July 26th is a very special day for me. It's my birthday. Wow. But, you know, knowing this now, it just goes to show that, you know, the show must go on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And bringing the family together, just like Mihla Pili does. And, and you're the right man for it, brother. Yeah, Thank you are, you. brother. You are. You, you, we, we all are starting to realize that the power is in the collectivity, right? What is your example, right? You know, the Mexica New Year wouldn't be this powerful event that happens in San Jose, if it wasn't your inclusion of other nations, right? And their participation agreement. And because remember back in the day, sometimes we wouldn't get along, but this, and this, and this is an open market. So everybody gets along. Right. And so you're bringing an example of getting along. And that's the most powerful example that we can have in these times. And I feel like we're kind of doing the same thing on the online podcasting forum, right? As, yeah. as people who identify as Mexica, you know, me and Zero, we've been through our hurdles with this show when yeah. people don't really relate or attack us or, you know, create judgment on us. But mm -hmm. it's just great minds think alike, man. And I'm just so happy to hear this story because it just only tells me that I could relate to a story like that. Mm-hmm. Right, Zero? Yes. I mean, having this conversation with Lapili is informative and inspirational because all of us, if we focus in on our strengths, which is our cultural base, look at what it could lead up to, right? A successful business, a consistent gathering of natives. I mean, man, I can't say anything but good things about you, brother, and I'm excited to draw on LA Natives, man, because you, you are really a great example for our people. And of course everybody has their issues and maybe have disagreements. And I'm not saying that, you know, but the cool thing about Miklapili is if you disagree, he'll 
accept that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. We disagree. You know what I mean? Like, likewise to you, brother. I mean, I mean, I look up to you too, right? I mean, I, I always, uh, just the fact that you have Malinali Superfood, man. You know, I made it a point to go and visit you, and, I, and yes, it was it was bomb, brother. That uh, that uh, you know, that smoothie you made was was on point, and I made sure I tried the what was it? I had a bowl too, and yep. I had a third pass. So yeah, <laughs> did it get that, you home? That was, the fuel, that was the fuel I needed to get back home, man. So yeah, definitely it was good to see you and. And just the whole way that you guys have it uh, decorated inside, I think yeah. it's, it, look, it looks clean, brother. That's what our people need to see. You know what I'm saying? So props to you and, you know, for always being an entrepreneur and, you know what I mean? Trying to find a way to be self-sufficient and provide yeah. for your family. Yes. And, um, you know, El Vu and just, you know, getting your crew together with, uh, with you know, with V, with uh, Vicious V and that's the, <laughs> Eric, uh, Eli's, yeah. you know what I mean? They're all good brothers, and you know what I mean? And so that's what the Kalpuli is all about. You know what I mean? The Kalpuli is the reunion of houses, creating unity. Like they say in Mecha, la unión hace la fuerza. Together we are stronger, you know? Everybody's yeah. different, but together we have the power, you know? And so it's the, I was just watching another podcast the other day that somebody says, no man has ever done great things without having a great team. Mm. Mm. You know? Yeah. So it's the, you know, so the fact that you guys are working together and you have your crew that supports you, obviously your compañera and whoever else, your familias yeah, yeah. and your people, yeah. that's how you guys are able to accomplish this. And this is you creating, became, creating a voice for our people, you know, and not and not only creating the voice, but it's documenting it. Mm. Right. So yeah. this is what we need, brother. You yeah. Know, no. Creating, the goal. The goal. Before it was like, I remember when I was a kid watching TV, like, oh, wow, look at, you know the cartoons or look at you know whatever yeah. this is and that but now with all the technology we're able to have in our own tv this is our i prefer to watch this i prefer to watch your podcast as opposed to watching something else on tv and now it's easy we have that option but before when we were kids we never had this option yeah so we didn't really, have an ability to make it, our own you know? shows you know and if we make did, our own shows was if impossible. we did have our own show yeah and if we did have our own show we would have to like knock on cable news network and then like Get on at 1 a.m., like a 1 a.m. segment. Yeah. Now, right? with, yeah. Te with technologies being what they are now. Um, Infomercials. I mean, it, like, we're, 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 even with just Spotify, think about it. Like, we do a podcast, right? And we, and we upload to Spotify. Now, Spotify, if you do, like, uh, a commercial for uh, supporting their app, going, hey, you can go get your own, you can get your own podcast. Just sign up at, at, at Anchor. Then you're given um, uh, ability to do a commercial of any kind. I could do a commercial for you, Tochli, before every single podcast that I put out, right? So not only now, we, we're not stuck in the fact that we can make a show, but we can also organize that show to monetize our community, right? Like, and rightfully so. Right. Like, you know, we do a... a like, why go to the Stonewood Mall... Or a Westfield when I could go to his market. Right. And he's professional and it's clean. By clothing, by shoes, jewelry, food. But they would rather have us be stuck at the Westwood Mall at like sardines and just buying Nike and buying Wetzel's pretzels. Right. Matt, you know, that that's the cool thing about um, Toshli is that. Talk a little bit about what you sell, brother, because it's not just shirts. Talk a little bit about more and necklaces. It's more than that. It's necklaces. It's rattles. It's danza gear. It's 
talk a little bit more about what your store is like and one what, of a kind of and pieces what people too. what people can expect when they go see it yeah i mean originally it started off as a clothing brand you know to have some gear have a clothes that we can represent and wear on a daily basis you know like this symbol that here you know i mean you know i mean if i'm going to be rocking something on a daily basis if i'm going to be walking around or whatever i do I mean, I've always worn t-shirts all my life, but I want to have something that's going to be rep representative of me. Mm. I see this as a codice, mm. a modern day codice, mm. you know, mm. like we're bringing the, they say that they built, burned seven days and seven nights of all our books, right? They mm. didn't burn them all, but almost all of them. Mm. But I'm bringing them back alive, printing one page at a time with these t-shirts. There you go. That's what oh. I believe. Oh. You know what I mean? And then not only that, when somebody sees it, someone and hopefully it, it strikes a conversation you know hey what is that what does that represent so that our people are seeing it whether they stop and think about it or not it's putting messages subliminal messages i guess you can say into our people so like they say out of sight out of mind well we want people to see our stuff so they can be thinking about it yeah. we want our people to think mexica and not only my brand all the brands but yeah. that's kind of the intention but you know we so we do have clothes we have t-shirts we have ladies Clothes, men's clothes, hoodies, windbreakers, paliacates, hand, hand, bandanas. And since I'm a danzante too, we do have a lot of the accessories that we use in danza. I can get way wets. I got a shimali right here, a sonaha over here, some feather work back there, you know. Um, you know, and so ayayote, so everything, todo lo que ocupa para la danza, you know, um, jewelry, is the earrings. And I try to focus on keeping our traditional materials alive like feather work you know this mm. we're one of the only cultures in the world that did art with feathers mm. you know, or obsidian you know our, our ancestors use obsidian you know we made some beautiful things out of obsidian you know that's one of the stones our people use or um, amber from chiapas or jade mm. you know so just trying to keep the original art forms alive and things that we can use on the daily basis you know I mean, wow and and, and yo zero just to let you know we have a packed house so for everyone watching right now man you guys are soaking up a lot of game right here well i mean what 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 miklapili described is pretty much like a, a mall but it's it's like his and 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 this stuff comes from mexico the rattles most of, most of the stuff comes from mexico right you import it from mexico some of the things yeah we do work uh with some some of the best artists in mexico but all the gear like is a lot of the stuff is all our gear is printed here yeah here no the shirt the shirt part but i'm talking about like like some of the jade necklaces some of the the definitely we go straight to the motherland man go to the great to that's the what great. i really want to point out is that it's not it's not just you know some guy you know mass producing these items these items are hard to find they're rare they're imported so when when you see them on the website and if you're inclined to buy it don't wait because these things come and go yeah right? some of these are one of a kind too right i mean it's like yeah. the artist makes one and that's it and that's you know it saying? yeah so and he spends his whole time doing it yeah a million of them and these things are done by hand you know i mean we have some great artists out there you know so we're just trying to connect these artists with the people with the community with the consumer you know so that we can support them and you know it's it's about um investing yeah investment. Like but it's also a grind too because you drive and get it right you mean you drive yeah, you have to drive to certain points you know yeah i mean i want to make this point and 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 you know hopefully influence our people to think differently you mm. know like a lot of people say oh we're gonna go spend money but i i, I want to i think it's important our words are important you know so mm. i want to 
I want to put this out there that you know I, I believe that this that this is an investment. Like mm. people buy stocks in the stock market, they say they're investing in stocks. Mm. But what happens to the stocks in 2008? The whole stock market crashed, right? Everybody lost everything, right? Mm. So, but how about we invest in our own selves? Mm. Let's invest in LA Natives TV. Let's invest in Malinari Superfoods. Let's invest in Toshli. Where let's invest in Insurgentes in you know Urban Native Era. All these brands that are out there. Superman. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's yeah. invest in them. Let's buy their music and let's keep the money in our community, mm. right? If if our community, if everybody had a million, a hundred, about hundred bucks, mm. and they they said someone told my friend told me there's 35 million Mexicans in the United States. Wow. And there's more indigenous people, but 35 million Mexicans. If we had one dollar from every single Mexican in the United States, we'd have 35 million dollars. We can build a school, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Every that's year, a brilliant vision. That that's the, it's it. That's why you're on LA Natives because that's the the macro vision of what we're trying to do. Is you know <laughs> the reason why we interview Dreesus, Snotty Nose Res Kids, people from Canada, people from Oklahoma, people from because we're all one massive massive family, and Miklapili proved it by having that event at Mexica New Year in San Jose, because other nations had to recognize our ability to organize and create and that's what you've done bro i'm just nothing but i I, dude this whole show is going to be about how impressed and how much i love who you are bro and i love knowing you because i know when we put it all together you're going to be another way to look at it is is mexico is the largest reservation on this continent brother yeah absolutely we're the largest native community on this continent so i've always said it's to everybody's advantage that we are united yeah yeah and creating that that dollar that stays within our community that that if you're gonna go look i remember being a kid and wanting to wear something that no one else had if i had if i could achieve something that i could wear like like your shirt of miklante kutli you can't get that everywhere right but if i were to walk into high school with that and no one knows who or what that is and I could break it down for them and why I wear it. It, it there's, It's like our, our great sunstone. There's many multiple functions. It's not just a shirt. It's telling you something. It's telling you who it represents, what it represents. It has math to it. It's not just an image. That's what I love about how Miklapili putting it all together, right? It's, it's, it's the same vision that we have with LA Natives, but just LA Natives is a multimedia thing, right? We have musicians, events, this podcast, and Malinali has the markets. But all together, like Miklapili said, all separate individuals, sovereign, but together, man, we're a force that has to be dealt with in that way, in its own way, like he did with Mexica New Year. They had to deal with Miklapili, who supposedly is a native, right? Because <laughs> he didn't have his tribe together. But once he puts his tribe together, man, everybody's looking for him to get a booth. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, and then and so and just so we can invite everybody listening and you guys obviously too, it'd be great, you know, zero if you can make it out. And Armando too, if you get a chance, you, you know, you guys are invited. This year coming up here is our twenty fourth anniversary. It's gonna be the weekend of March twelfth. It's gonna land on, on El Mero Dia, March twelfth at Emma Fush Park, which is at the corner of King and Allen Rock, which is right at the intersection where Highway one oh one and two eighty mm. meet here in San Jose on the east side. So 
we're very happy to be back at the park this year. It's, it's a really nice park. Uh, you know, we get a lot of community that comes out. We do get a lot of support from a lot of the danza groups because at one point we counted 70 danza groups that were represented there. You know what I mean? Wow. 70 danza groups that had attended. Wow. You know, we had, you know, from all different parts, right? It's not just from San Jose or from the Bay Area. No, I mean, you're talking I mean, about. Yeah, no, no. In, in the Bay Area, there's probably about 30 groups. Right. We had a lot of groups from LA that's been up. We've had visitors from Mexico, from Tijuana, from Oregon, uh, Philadelphia, New York, Minnesota, Chicago, Milwaukee, uh, Texas. It's the, you know, we've had dancers from. See, from he's already places. accomplishing the dream. Veracruz. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful dream, brother. That's a beautiful dream. I'm glad to be a part of it. And of course, anything I can do, if you want me to play, you know, I'm always disposed to anything you do, bro, because I just love to be around that energy, right? Success. That's a that if anybody were to point about any all of anything that we do as being successful, that event is that it's just an amazing. And I and I encourage people, even if you're not a danzante. Take some time and go to that event because you're going to feel at home. You're going to feel like, man, the last one I went to, Mikla Pile, I can't believe, I just, I was smiling for two days, bro, because you did see all the nations there and you didn't see no drama and maybe there was, but it was invisible, right? And it, it was just a bunch of kids and danzante groups. It, it, it felt surreal to see how many people were there. And not only that, but like, as you said, it wasn't just danza people. It was the community of San Jose that is right in the heart of of San Jose's quote unquote Mexican community or indigenous community. It's like right there. Story and King, that's the place right there. Everybody's there. That's and, where. And best believe uh, we will be there. Yeah, absolutely. We will have a presence know, there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah we'll we will talk. shoot we'll a talk. podcast there. I want to interview all the all yeah. The we'll do a live there, man. Yeah, we'll do yeah. something. There you go. Now we're talking. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. do something live. Like, like that. That's already booked, bro. I mean, yeah. The, the, like we've been trying to hook up with you since the last event, you know, and and trying to make it work so that it it works out for you, you know, as well. And so, Definitely. yeah, man. I mean, I'm looking. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, whatever I can do to support you guys as well, you know. I mean, I support. You know, I mean, I. I I support you, brother. You already know. So, yeah, um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, I was speaking to you over the phone a couple of weeks back when we invited you and, and you were saying that uh, you have a dancer class. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Can you speak about your Calpuli? How long have you been, you know, obviously you did, you gave a little bit of a brief thing, mm -hmm. but how many members? Yeah. Um, yeah. I started Danza back in 1993 here in San Jose. And the first group that I participated with was the group Shipetotec of San Jose under El Maestro Gerardo Salinas, mm. also known as El Cerillo, who was from one of, who was one of the original dancers that came with Maestro Florencio Yescas from mexico city you know florencio Yescas was one of the original maestros to bring danza here to the to, to the united states wow. back in the 70s you know and 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 gerardo is part of a you know very respected family in mexico city from tacuba um, uh, the salinas family you know la familia salinas and so he was my first teacher you know and so i started dancing with him back in 93 and you know after that i got involved with a couple other danza groups and we formed another group maybe in I don't know, 1995, at with the group still, you know, the group is still here in San Jose. And then I think maybe in 97, I helped 
form another group, este Huitzilopochtli, eh, con el maestro Huitzilin. I don't know if you ever met him, maestro Huitzilin. And then, este, in 2004, um, you know, after my, my babies were born, este, I just decided to start my own group, my own Calpuli, I should say. And that's when we formed Calpuli Tonaleque in October of 2004. Mm -hmm. So now it's, what, 17 years? Um, you know, and so we practice, we're very blessed. We practice uh, every Wednesday tonight. Matter of fact, is the, is usually our practice time every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. at the School of Arts and Culture, uh, which is also known as the Mexican Heritage Plaza, which is on the east side of San Jose, too. Only about five minutes right down the block from Emma Cruz Park, mm. 1700 Allen Rock Avenue. Shouts out to everybody at um, Mexican Heritage Plaza School of Arts and Culture right now. Matter of fact, our Calpuli is actually working right now, preparing for the sunrise ceremony that we're going to be doing tomorrow for mm. un Thanksgiving Day. Mañana. Oh. <laughs> so if anybody's in the Bay and want to come through, it's free for the community. It's going to be in also in solidarity with the relatives that are going to be at Alcatraz because they've been doing it even longer than us. Like, going Bro, I might be able to make that. Where is it going to be at? Well, Alcatraz is at Alcatraz Island in San oh. Francisco. You is, know, that where that, your... is that where the ceremony is going to be at in, on Alcatraz Island? On the island, okay. yeah. It's beautiful sunrise from Alcatraz Island. I I've been there for many years. Uh. But we're doing one. Ours is in San Jose at the Mexican Heritage Plaza. So oh, we're okay. doing the San Jose version. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, but every, that's the thing is that we can create fires everywhere across the Nahuac, you know. And, exactly. And, and keep that's that, what we're doing, man. And keep we that memory, that. right? Keep that memory and, and know the solidarity is in different places. Because I, I don't know if you heard me talk about um, about the protest movement that I researched in China. But I think that it applies to our resistance and our ability to continue to resist colonialism and the idea of their narrative, right? By creating different, like, you know, you know that they're going to gather in Alcatraz. Well, you know what? I can't make it in Alcatraz, but I could do one here. And whoever shows up here, then we're doing the same thing they're doing over there. And so maybe in L.A. one needs to happen. So L.A. natives, whoever wants to be brave about, you know, creating this maybe next year we have to start creating these fires everywhere so that people can realize that we're one united front that we're one people and miklapili is the prime example of that i mean listen to his story man a, a story that you're a story of unity brother and i'm i'm so happy that that you were able to share that on on our platform Just yeah brother thank you i mean uh definitely honored uh It's always good to talk to you, brother, and see you. And, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, whatever I can do to support, pues cuentas conmigo, ya sabes. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's great to see that you guys are doing this. You know, much respect, much props. Keep it up. You guys are doing great. Keep up the good work. I know there's always obstacles. There's going to be haters and, you know, but. It's just something that we have to deal with. But, I mean, enough with getting upset at someone because they said something. Okay, you have a difference in opinion. You're still my gente. Okay, yeah. you're still my gente, you know? Maybe I don't get along with you and I see eye to eye in everything you do, but you're still my gente. I'll be aware. I'll be close. I'll be aware of everything that, that, you know, when you feel in ease with someone. But we jump the gun real quick and cancel people so fast. That's, that's the brilliant. That's, that's what makes the oppressor and the colonizer even more powerful is that we when right I'm away. Yeah, one of my when I was at, uh, taking Chicano studies at San Jose State University, one of my professors, Doctor Jose Carrasco, said, "What do you say? He says when when you do something, there's always going to be people talking about you. Some will talk good and some will talk bad. 
Mm. But when you don't do anything, there's nothing to talk about. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. while people are talking about you, brother, that means you're doing something, man. So keep up the good work. You yeah, man. And, and, you know, I try to, you know, the, the responsibility you have with your Calpoli and your business and, mm. and, and your events that you do, because you don't just do the Mexican New Year. I'm sure you do multiple events throughout the year. So we need to follow Tochli work, um, LA Natives. So everybody who hasn't Check followed Instagram, Toshliware on yeah. the website, toshliware.com. Check us out. Absolutely. We need to go. Oh, do you have a Twitter or is it just Instagram? No, I don't have a Twitter. What are the yeah, platforms Instagram, that you're on? Facebook, I got a website. Website, Instagram, Facebook. Yes. Website, Instagram, Facebook. And I mean, I think I dabbled a little bit with uh, Snapchat, but TikTok, but I'm not. And I'm guys, not it's as easy. But mostly Instagram. And guys, it's as easy as uh, following him on Instagram. And you could purchase his products right on Instagram. He actually has the Instagram store yeah. programmed right into his page. Yes. So you don't even have to divert to a website or another Facebook or Twitter. Am I right? Yes, sir. You got it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Yes, the most definitely. You know, I mean, like I was saying earlier, you know, we got to use this technology to our advantage, you know, I mean. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know. And it's working. It, and without that tool, I mean, that tool has made it so easy. Um, not so easy, but it's made it a lot, a lot easier to do the work, you know, I mean, and the tools are there for our people, you know, and, and, and I, and to be honest with you, I know now I know a lot of vendors, you know, like you mentioned, all those vendors and mm -hmm. artists and brands, I want to say brands too, that we have worked with. Mm. Through Mexica, through your, through the different tianguis and pop-ups that we've done, you know, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of good brands out there grinding, and you know, some some are more experienced than others. Others have other certain strengths, and others have other, you know, than than different people do. But there's a lot of brands out there, you know what I mean? And they're all they're all hustling, you know, which is good, and they're keeping our culture alive. There's some really good artists, you know, and so it's the not only you know people that paint, you know, but people that create stuff with their hands, but also like. You know, like you guys make, mm. making music, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Poetry, mm -hmm. dancers. And so when we do our events, we try to bring all of that, all the different art forms together, you mm. know, and, and have it available for our, for our community to see and to enjoy. You know, you know, somebody can come to our, like we were having this conversation the other day, you know, because we get some criticism too. Oh, you guys have so many vendors at Mexica New Year and it's a commercial. And I go, listen, you know what I mean? I mean, if people want to come and shop and they want to get their supplies because you can't go to the mall and you can't go to Target and buy it because you can only get it from us, mm. that that it's there for you. Mm -hmm. But if you just want to come and just be part of the ceremony and just dance, you know what I mean? You don't have to spend one penny. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. come and be part of the ceremony. Come to the sunrise. We'll even feed you five mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. that whole weekend. You don't have to spend nothing, mm -hmm. you know, because that's what we do. You know, we yeah. want to give to our people. You know, yeah. it's not about the commercial part. But at the same time, there are also our community, those Postecas. And the Postecas in the Mexica community had a very important role. Mm -hmm. They, It's like Coco Pelli was, the, was the, one of the famous este, Postecas because he used to go around before we didn't have text messages and and instagram and cell phones right so we had to carry the messages by going to different pueblos and taking the messages to the different people right people had to travel mm. and that was the job of the postecas to trade mm. and also to take the messages to different people right we had runners mm. you know the finales you know mm. the mensajeros because we didn't have cell phones mm. we didn't have social media mm. right mm. 
And so that was the job of the Pochteca. So they weren't only there to make money, but they're also taking the message. Right. And, and learning. And moving things around, you know. And learning and bringing things that and, they and didn't know about. And it's something that has always been part of our culture. We've always had, like you said, the mercados, the tianguis, tianguistli. Mm. Like Tlaxcala was one of the biggest tianguis in the world. Mm. They said when the Spanish came, they heard like a buzz. It sounded like a bunch of bees. They didn't know what it was. And they showed up. It was a big old mercado. Wow. Everybody talking. Yeah, that's and amazing. there was no money involved. Nice. We the money didn't exist. There was mm. no dollars. There was no dead presidents. Mm. You know? And but that, we still built the biggest cities in the world. Right. That that's that wow. What so a that's story. in our blood. We yeah. can still do it. Yeah. No, and we're gonna do it. We have we're to. We have it. to. It's our it's our responsibility to do it. Right. Like we have yes. to do it. There's yes. we have too many tools disposed to us that we cannot do this massive event. We're already doing it with Mexica New Year, but you know, to create something where it sounds like a a, a, a a swarm of bees should be our goal. You know what I mean? Like people try to put down their window and they're like, what the fuck is that sound? It's the market over there that that, that all of us that all of us created. We have our power still. We still have our ability to communicate with love, respect. And, and you know, people somehow equate success with money, right? But I don't see, look, if Mikla Pili was about money, he would be in a Beamer owning several properties and already has licensed and copyrighted things and put them in Macy's. That to me is an, a capitalist. What Mikla Pili is doing is knowing how to organize on a big scale and being wise about what he can bring to his community by collecting resources you think the the santes from um uh, what were the don santes from the 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 pole people the ones that they're flying the pole voladores. the voladores do you think the voladores you don't want to just go hey can you come here for free no you gotta accommodate them you gotta feed them you gotta house them so that they want to come back and share their danzas with us and share their knowledge with us we have to create good relationships and yeah, some people are going to have difference of opinion, but on my opinion in LA Natives, that has been the best, biggest indigenous organized, it, it, it rivals the big powwows that the, 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 the Plains Indians do. That's what I saw it as, you know, but you know, when you go to the, the, the powwows, it's kind of just Northern natives. Like really, like we get, like you said, we get to dance when everybody's eating, you know what I mean? But at the Mexica New Year, everybody's asking for a booth to have at that at that place. And that makes me feel proud. And if you're a vendor out there, an up-and-comer, that's where you thrive to be. That's that's your bucket list event right there, to be a vendor at Mexica New Year in San Jose. Yeah. Straight up. It's huge. And you'll see this year. You'll see when we go. Oh, man. You're we're going we're gonna to be there. And if there are any listeners or viewers that are watching this and listening, say, say hi to us. Say hi to me. Say hi to Tochli. Say hi to zero. We're gonna be there. Yeah, it's 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 already on our calendar. So again, make sure you guys follow Tochli Wear. Visit the Instagram. Visit the website. My man, 
Thank you for jumping on board, bro. My birthday is July 26th, man. I just can't stop thinking about the conversation that we're having, man. It just, I we won't go be able to celebrate in Mexico City, brother. Yeah, you know days. what? You know, and, and man, it's it's such an honor, Zero. Hey, man. Yes. We're going to have Zero rock uh, the Socalo again. 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 That was a crazy experience on 2012, in the year 2012. That was in, in front of 20,000 people, dude. It was 10,000 people there because. The people were celebrating the Day of the Dead, and they were also having the protests because they were saying that, you know, they had over 300,000 missing people that didn't have. And so the the band, uh, uh, the leader of the band, Malita Vecindad, said, well, we got to invite Zero or El Vu to come through. And El Vu couldn't make it, so I went as a solo artist, and I played in front of 10,000 people. Dude, I got my Led Zeppelin moment there, dude. It's like, you know, it was just all of them, you know, and they hit them with the with the Nawak lyrics, and and it was like, whoa, it was just a, a, an experience. Wow! So if we could have that market there, get big enough, <laughs> that would be oh, cool, man. right? That would be dope. And you're only inspiring me to to develop something um, just as similar out here in LA, man. It's, it definitely needs to be. Well, done. you know, we're we're starting to create barriers that were there like you know and and i like the move that armando made recently with connecting with quinto sol the spanish rap group from milwaukee right oh yeah and so they're 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 wanting to participate in a big festival in los angeles and and i'm not sure if i'm saying too much but i mean no we announced it on the instagram we're about to announce it hecho en aslan hecho en aslan is just it, it but with those brothers in mind and creating barriers that 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 existed before because those individuals are used to playing in front of just spanish speaking crowds right and now it's going to be a spanish speaking event but you know a mezcla of us you know because now there's bilingual rappers that can rap both yeah, in spanish absolutely. and english you know and so bringing that family together in that way and and having a vision to have to create a market that sounds like a swarm of bees i think that's what that's what uh we're on the same page, Mija Pili. And, you know, uh, thank you for doing what you do, bro. Thank, I really appreciate it. Thank you again for joining us, man. We're not going to take much more of your time. Again, everyone follow Toshly Wear. Go to Michigan New Year. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 then it was also cool, I want to say, that you took Superman up there, bro. Before before we let you go, man, that's, that's, that's extending the love that we had here in L.A. for him. And then to know that there's a brother out there in the Northern Bay Area, they took it another 400 miles and, and, and exposed his community to that beautiful soul. I mean, everybody has what they have to say about Superman, but Superman's fucking cool as fuck. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he got a lot of love out here, man. A lot of people came out to see him, and he was really cool, really humble, really very easy to work with very professional too and uh, they also shouts out to dj element that came out with them too yeah he was a good brother too so you know i mean yeah i mean that's what we're trying to do brother connect the nations you know what i mean and, yeah and he and his people uh his people um you can let them know who we are too the mexicas you know how we get down you know what yeah. i mean and so just doing that cross-cultural exchange you know and uh also you know i mean for you know giving props for what he has accomplished you know what i mean in, in his life and you know letting the people over here know who he is exposing our people to like you know maybe people like to hear some other kind of rap music or any kind of music but we have our own artists too so we need to know who they are and we need to support them you absolutely know what I mean? so that's that's the intention you know what i mean yeah so, so yeah. well thanks so much for being a part of la natives um everybody follow touchly where 
go to his market and find something OG that no one else has from artisans of Mexico, right? <laughs> the best artisans of Mexico because, man, the rattles that you get on on, on Mijlepili, my, my wife have gotten a rattle from you and it's a beautiful rattle and she, she protects that rattle with her life, you know. Shout out to Jenny. Yeah, so she yeah. used it for ceremony and then, yeah. and yeah, much respect for the work that your wife does, you know, being, you know, mm -hmm. being a midwife mm -hmm. and shout out to all the midwives out there. You know, we have Absolutely. another sister out there in San Diego who does a similar work and other sisters here that are danzantes that also do that. Shout so out to Tema, yeah. That's exactly what it's the Tema. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so that's what it's all about, brother. We need our own LA. We need our own podcast. We need our own businesses. We need our own midwives. We need our own doctors and you know, we need our own Jamba Juice. We have we don't need Jamba Juice no more. We got Malinali Superfoods. Absolutely, you know? we're gonna we're gonna we make don't need that steroids good. no more. We have <laughs> Malinali Superfoods. You know, absolutely not. You got plant based yeah. nutrition based on our elders' brilliant um, discoveries and crossing of of engineering foods. You know, we were talking. I was talking about um, this to my brother Aurelio from uh, shout out to Taco Sin Karma um, about how you know corporations hybridized foods to get bigger potatoes but they neglect the fact that it's not really nutritious it's just bigger right a bigger tomato with less nutrition perfect for them to sell you food that will never fill you up and never but our ancestors engineered food for nutritional value in other words they cross things to make it more powerful and more potent so we could grow less so we don't have to tax the earth so much from you know the dirt resources and stuff like that you know there's other sources of food that are high in nutrient and that's what we tapped into with malinani superfoods and yeah, we'll continue to do that until yeah much respect to what you're doing and and you know creating that network of uh, the other you know vegan food yeah you know i've seen some of these other like uh who is it uh herbal uh you know people that are promoting aslan you know, aslan aslan remedies i think his name is aslan, aslan remedies herbal, with yeah, herbal yeah. remedies yeah He's yeah, about to get out. on the podcast you know I mean? too. I, I, and I'm really, and you guys are barely getting it started, right? So I'd love to, I mean, you know, at least for our, for the masses of our people, I'm trying to say. So I'd love to see where that's going to go in the next 10, 20 years, man. You yeah. Know, to where yeah. We revolutionize, revolutionize our, you know, the food that we eat, you know, and as, as indigenous people, you know, because that's really our cure. They say, let your medicine be your food and let your food be your medicine. Yes. So you guys, you guys are the pharmacy, man. So, well, you know, I appreciate you very much, you know? Absolutely. I mean, the, what people don't understand, I think, or what people really are informed about is that our culture was, there was a lot of fasting in our culture from, from what I understand. Right. And one of the greatest poets, Nesawalcoyo, the fasting coyote, right. The, the mm -hmm. anomaly of, a coyote who fasts right it's 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 it when you implement fasting into your life like i have you know i fast for five days in the nemotemi going into the mm -hmm. new new year and after i fast for five days i go into an intermittent fast for the rest of the year so that means only once a day but that that isn't possible without high nutrition without eating spirulina daily eating uh, cacao daily, eating maca root daily, eating pine pollen, eating all these massively nutrient-based foods. And when we get our diet back in order, then these markets will start to swell because we'll have products to share, right? Products that are actually affecting your life, like a necklace. If I rocked a necklace from Toshli, it's because it has a mascara from Teotihuacan, right? So, or, or wherever he sources those things, I'm just 
they look like the Teotihuacan masks that I saw in, in, in Teotihuacan. So they're sourced from that place, that region of people, the artisans. It, the shirt that he's printing has a significance to a codice. Man, it's all coming together. So I'm excited for the future for us because we're back, you know, in full force. All gas and no brakes, man. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. hey, man, thank you for joining our show. I appreciate you. We'll see you soon. Let me know about Mexica New Year. If I could perform whatever it is that you need me to do, I'll be there. Definitely LA Natives is going to be in the Cali and and we'll definitely take it to the next level. I'll definitely follow up. I have a follow-up conversation with you, brother. I'd love for you guys to be involved and it's always good to see you guys and hang out. And pues, like I said, brother, much respect for everything you're doing. Keep up the great work. You're doing really good. We Thank support you. you over here, man. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. yeah, man. Thank you. Keep it up. All right. Tlazucamatli. Wow. Amazing. I'm shook. And, you know, I'm seeing the, the, the chat super lit, man. Like, you know, people want to say things and, you know, whether they're negative or positive, it's all, at least they're saying something, you know. And, you know, because sometimes I'll read through our, our chat and it's like sometimes people could get upset or, or whatever. But, you know, it he, is what it is. This man has a true voice. He has a pulse yeah. in the Mexica indigenous community. He is someone to know Mihlapili in the Bay Area and he takes his things and he travels and and he, he takes his show on the road so shout out to Mihlapili shout out to Tochli where shout out to our LA natives community I can't tell you how much I get energized just doing this show you know I was super tired I've been working a lot and I'm not complaining I'm just saying that that the responsibility of having this platform for our community to talk to individuals who come from the same communities that we come from to be able to build and create an event called Mexica New Year a three day or two day event of massive different cultures coming together as one beautiful people one beautiful market where you can exchange wisdom where you can exchange feathers where you can exchange or buy things that you need we need to support things like that you know those needs to be the vacations that we take with our family to be a part of that you know disneyland it will be fun yeah i understand when the kids are small and stuff but when the kids turn of age to want to know and cling to things that they could be proud of they could be a part of and that gives them a little bit more pride those are the events that you need to put on your calendar and they're celestic celestial celestically the celestially aligned with our count march 12th mexica new year um we got january echon aslan we got we got plant based aslan december 5th at Malinali Superfoods. We're happening, man. Nothing's stopping this. This is our destiny that our abuelo said that would happen. That the seeds would come out of the earth and recognize each other. We need to keep that up. We'll see you next Wednesday. Lasso Kamatli to my whole LA Natives community. Oho, ometeo, tonansi, tonatu, my love for all of you.